What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And due to the heat wave that's spread across all across the United States, right now we've got a special Reg and Stone deal. We're selling air conditioners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stolen from the local projects. You know, little uh, pro- crowbar and screwdriver action. We'll be out there. You know what I'm saying? You can meet us in the corner of... Fulton and Malcolm X will be, you know, giving you these cheap air conditionings for the low, low, you know, low, low prices. You know, come come at us. Yo, I I, I feel like I need to just run a Craigslist scam right now. Like, you know, you send me the money order and I got you. I got you. <laughs> just send me the money order and I got you. Like two days later, the air conditioner will be there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I, like that's easy right now. <laughs> I, I feel like you got you ever you ever, you ever buy like an air conditioner? You have like those cheap Target like fucking sixty bucks fucking air conditioners. That oh yeah, like, it, it might heat up your closet at best. I bet you those shits are going for like <laughs> five bills in a, in a street value right about now. This dude's out here fucking air conditioners, <laughs> like three BTUs and shit. <laughs> I look, man. Don't knock the Kmart air conditioner. <laughs> You know, you, you got to sit in front of that dude, that bad boy, to, like, get any type of air. <laughs> but it's better than nothing. You have the air conditioner fan combo where it's like, why? Why do I need both? Oh, that's my old apartment. We had the fan blowing, like, the air AC blowing, like, kind of diagonal into the fan so we can get, like, double the <laughs> airflow. Like, that. that's real, man. It's real out in these, in the, in these streets. That's that uh, New York City summer, baby. Yeah, that's that down south summer. Yeah, but speaking of the air conditioning, we had I I had to turn my AC off. I'm sure you did too, so we could record this podcast for y'all, for 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 the people. So Ooh, it's Portland up in here. It is Portland <laughs> up in here. Just just, just just body odor everywhere. You know it's what I'm saying? One twelve degrees out here. Looking like game seven in the NBA game. You know what I'm saying? The sw- beads of sweat. Jersey like, all fucking smelling. We we are out here for y'all, like, sweating because we want crisp audio quality. It's the, it's the sacrificing that we're, the sacrifices we're making to make sure your, your, the oral treats you're getting are of the pristine, me- this pristiniest Pristiniest. Pristine. Put that, put that SAT word in the, in the rafters. It's a new word. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so let's let's get this started because uh, yeah, I I'm I'm sweating. I my drink, I had a drink, I had chugged it, and like now the ice is melting, and want to chug that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like that in these streets. Um, hope everybody's staying cool, stay hydrated. <laughs> you know, um, it's also been a hot week for music. Oh, good segue there. Very yeah. very very Johnny Carson. A good segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but but seriously it's been a really good music week um i mean i was telling you before the podcast friday was great literally boom 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 like a lot of albums dropped a lot of albums that if you listen to the podcast like you know are are, are flames um I mean, let's talk about the, the Tyler, the creator first, because that was, this is probably, no offense to J. Cole, the biggest hip-hop album <laughs> of the year. <laughs> I 
I just imagine J. Cole stands being mad, just typing angrily. <laughs> I, I, I'm about to get doxxed by J. Cole stands. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. So, like, all right. So, Tyler, uh, even though I guess you could make the argument he's kind of dropped hints because he's been making a lot of this random guest appearance, appearances, just rapping, rapping his ass off. Um, I guess you could make an argument this is the return to quote unquote hip hop Tyler. Uh, his last couple of projects, Flower Boy, Igor, definitely lean more towards the R&B pop side of his um, his talents. Uh, this one, while eclectic in sounds, while you definitely have some some straight up R&B tracks, definitely is more aligned to hip hop. This is pretty much a hip hop record from beginning to end, I'd say, um, intentionally so. I mean, he's you know. He kind of retweeted that back in 2010. He kind of said, hey, I want to have a Gangsta Grills-type mixtape. And he invited fucking DJ Drama to do drops all through the album. You know, you've got samples, which, like, I won't say is necessarily a first for Odd Future Project, but definitely, like, as far as Tyler's stuff is concerned, I've never heard of as many samples. And recognizable ones, too. Like, he's got grave diggers here. Like, these yeah. aren't some weird, like, I'm digging in the crate for some weird, you know, crowd rock, crowd rock, uh, crowd rock shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just straight up, like, fucking sample samples. Um, he's barred the fuck up. He's spitting all through the whole thing. And, you know, it's just, like, fucking. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just on point. It's something where fucking. It's for the most part, I've I haven't really heard him in this lane for like a good I say what five years now six years yeah no when was Cherry Bomb yeah so it's cool it's honestly here it is at the end of the day where everybody finds it kind of uncool to rap it's it's nice having a rapper who likes to rap and he's rapping in his album long story short yeah no definitely and and it's it's not it's 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 throwback rap in a crazy way it's very much a. a Tyler's take on a street rap album, right? It's, 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 you know, the DJ drama references, you know, just kind of like the braggadocio. Um, it's Tyler's take on, on like that, like 2000s era street rap, that 50 cent, um, all of the gangster grills mixtapes, you know, all of the, the work, you know, the like little Wayne, like things like that. It's Tyler's take on that era of, of street rap, which, you know, back in the day, you know, there's just kind of this competition between like street rap and say Kanye, right? And and Kanye kind of killed street rap, right? And and Tyler kind of was created in that Kanye mold in a lot of ways. When you, and not so much maybe some of like the early Tyler tapes, like you know Goblin or Wolf or like things like that, but like the later like Flower Boy, Igor, like that's definitely in the Kanye mold, right? And I think it's really interesting that he kind of said, like, I'm I'm kind of in this post street rap street rap mold, but I was influenced by street rap. You know, people kind of lump me, don't lump me in the same, you know, I guess genre or, or, or in the same group as some of these guys. But I'm inspired by like a D, a Grinks the Grills mixtape, blah blah blah. So I'm just gonna do this. Right, and, and he he did it, and I I think like this is, the thing that's really interesting is that, you know, Tyler is a professional now, like you know yeah. this this is like, you know, he's operating at a level that no other rapper I think you know outside maybe Drake or like you know Kendrick you know, um is operating at right like like you could tell that he had a vision 
in terms of the aesthetics, in terms of like, you know, how you want to present this. And you kind of execute that vision. And like it or not, like there's, I told you, there's a couple of people who thought that, you know, the, 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 the tape is, you know, or the, the, the project is kind of a very ADHD, right? He's kind of going into different flows. There's a lot of abrupt stops and, and starts and things like that. But like, but that's Tyler kind of taking that era of hip hop and interpreting it and doing it in his own way. Right. Which is, that's kind of the Tyler way. If you look at like something like cherry bomb or wolf, like it's very ADHD, right? Like not so, you know, even like Igor, like Igor, like is very ADHD in a weird way. Maybe not so much flower boy, but, um, you know, it's very kind of like this crazy concoction of things. And that's what this album is. Um, but it ends up being like still a pure hip hop album um, at the end of the day. And it's exciting. Like, it's like really cool, really exciting, like really just like different. Um, you know, when I look at something like J. Cole, <laughs> not to throw <laughs> J. Cole under the bus, <laughs> but it's like J. Cole is hip hop, but to a science, it's almost at a scientific level, right? Um, whereas I think Tyler is, 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 I mean, he's doing so many things on this album. He's telling stories like, um, what was it? Um, what's the track? Um, Wilshire is like an eight minute track. Yeah. The love triangle. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a, no. it's like a short story, right? Yeah, like no. he's doing that type of stuff, but then he has a lumber lumberjack, which is like a two minute track. And what's yeah. your name, which is like a two minute track, right? Like he's doing all these crazy different things. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. Like it is getting a lot of replay value, uh, in my ear, ear in my headphones. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. And going back to your point, it's 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 rare nowadays and it could be because of the way the world is, it could be because of kind of the way trap kinda of leans to fucking slower BPMs. It's rare to hear like a triumphantly like amped up hip hop album. Like going back to J. Cole, because if you think about it, they're both kinda I won't say one for one, but you've got J. Cole, like, hey, here's my I've got the Maybach, I'm driving around in the Rolls Royce album, right? So J. Cole drops that. And it's almost bittersweet. Like, you know, for some for a rap album that's supposed to be about flossing, it comes at, you know, there's a certain negative aspect to it. But that's what J. Cole does. J. Cole is a fucking sourpuss, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. He's got, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's a little Oscar the Grouch of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? From, and that's the way J. Cole is. It's cool kind of listening to fucking Tyler, though, kind of do the same exact thing where he's still rapping about, you know, you know, hopping off private planes. Well, not really private planes because he's like, I don't, I don't fly <laughs> I don't fly jets because I'm afraid of being poor. But, you know, I've got this nice car, I'm traveling, but done in a triumphant kind of way. What I also love is the fact of where it's been fascinating to kind of see people react to the album because I realized that Odd Future had a very specific lane kind of to like almost like Eminem where they had this like angsty, you know, teen that, you know, angsty, teen, adjacent, angry, almost punk music where they brought people into the fold who weren't necessarily hip-hop fans. So yeah. I think it's why, like, now he's going back to a quote-unquote hip-hop album. People are confused or shocked because it's like the hip-hop they knew was very much like, again, you know, burn shit, fuck school. You know what I'm saying? So when Tyler kind of brings it back and he's using, like, a classic sample and it's just fucking him just flossing about fucking him and his boys going to a club, 
they don't really get their relationship because for them it's something completely foreign. It's not really what they really go to Tyler for. Yeah, somebody who was struggling for authority, who's struggling for daddy, to making these love songs, to just a black dude swagging on a record. And honestly, and it sounds fucked up to kind of say, I still think in 2021 that is still something subversive about that, even though it's kind of cliched hearing a rap guy talk about how successful he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is actually kind of interesting too, because like there's this whole conversation around, you know, because, you know, like uh, the 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 album starts with um, I'm gonna mispronounce this, but Sir Bodier, Bodier. Yeah, that's good. I think it's yeah, that's good. Yeah, but very, like very French there. That's you no, know, I, I try. You know, I try. It's a national you know, baby. You know, it's a national. I, I, I've, I've done some summers in Montreal and Paris. You know, like, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, and. and I guess like this is kind of Tyler's alter ego, just in the way that like Igor was kind of an alter ego, like in the last album. And it's just kind of like, is this really Tyler or is this like the alter ego of like, this is what I feel like a, a, you know, like a, a rapper would do. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if it's that deep, but I like the fact that we're having those conversations. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, and, and I'll be honest with you, it. I wonder if it even makes a difference because, like, you know, if you think about like that era, like that era was just, a, and not even about hip hop in general, it's all about bragging and flossing. Oh, yeah. So I, I think what's kind of cool about this is the idea of where, again, like, you know, you're looking at a J. Cole where it's very much like, you know, sour grapes and, you know, I'm rich and I'm successful, but nobody's giving me my props for being a great MC. Where Tyler is like, look, I'm just fucking out here on the beach getting my toes done, you know, saying toes out and shit. <laughs> and, and I kind of, like I said, it, it's something, it's, uh, and it's, I think it's been a while where, it's going to sound a weird kind of allegory where you've got a DJ Khaled that kind of tries to kind of put it out there, but it seems kind of really fake and kind of just like fucking almost like a, like a bad MTV commercial if that makes any weird sense. It's yeah. been a while where I've heard like genuine black boy joy in yeah. order of record. Yeah. And like, and I'll say this, it's like, and you, I, you never really heard this term kind of associated, but it's kind of like what Jay-Z was back in like, you know, the volume two days where it's just like his is dude who likes rapping and likes, you know, this cool, like I'm doing cool shit. My boys are doing cool shit. We're just going to rap about cool shit for a couple of bars. It's a celebration, bitch. And I think it's nice having that kind of record now, particularly with the way the world's kind of going, where it's just kind of unabashed, like we're just having fucking fun in the studio, having fun in our real life. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's just, it's, it's also really interesting too. I mean, you know, look, it's, it's been a really interesting 10 years for Tyler. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, the odd future days, you know, I mean, to me, honestly, I thought it was very interesting and exciting, but not that I thought it was a fluke because I, I always thought that Tyler was a genius, but like, you know, never thought that he would, you know, be worth like a hundred million dollars or whatever. You know, ten years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at the time, you you know, to be worth that amount of money, you had to be Fifty Cent. You know, like you had to be, you know, like a Jay Z. You had to be like whatever. And like the fact that he's, you know, and, and props to J Cole too. Like the props that you know, the the fact that you have, you know, hip hop icons now who are worth like a hundred million dollars but doing their own thing, it's something to really celebrate, right? And it's something to really kind of just be like. And I think like there's a lot of that in this album where Tyler's kind of going back and saying, you know, like, yo, I was counting out. I mean, it was canceled, which, you know, sometimes it should have been canceled. I was canceled. I was counting out. But now I have a Rolls Royce. Like the fact he's driving like like in his videos, he had two like 
like basically class B Euro, Euro hot hatch <laughs> <laughs> racers. They're both like worth 150 G's, right? Like like and like one was a Lancia, one was a Fiat, and like people are, like if you know, you know. If you know, like those cars are both worth 150 G's because they only made like 500 for the whole world, right? Dang. Like the fact that like he has like he can say like I have these things. I think it's an achievement. And I think it's a lot of that in this album. It's a lot of like, hey, I'm looking back at my career. I'm looking back at like, you know, like the 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 kind of like arc of my career. And yeah, I'm taking my victory lap, you know, yeah. and as you, as you should. And like the best way to do that, the best template for a victory lap is Braggadocious 2000s era hip hop. Yeah, pre pre two thousand eight recession hip hop. Yeah, you could you could you could already see the jerseys in the club <laughs> and the Air Force Ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I, and I I know there's been a lot of because I was reading an interview with DJ Drama where you could kind of tell he's gotten a lot of little harassment, so he's just like, yeah, I have a thick skin. But I also thought the DJ Drama drops were fucking fantastic. I, 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 and this is somebody who's had to, who actually, you want to hear something funny enough? I'm desperately looking for an MP3 of a no DJ drop version of Future's fucking monster record, which is hard to find. <laughs> it hit streaming last year, but I can't find the MP3s. But again, rewinding, somebody who's not necessarily a fan of DJ drops, I feel like it worked perfectly here because it yeah. was part of the album. It's like it's not like you know DJ drama screaming over in the middle of a verse to kind of make sure you, people don't steal the fucking record and play it on the radio show. He's actually adding to the song. He's commentating. It's it's almost like watch. It's it's very meta almost. If that makes any word sense. Yeah, and 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 dramas. I mean, like basically he was a narrator. Yes. Like like he was playing the role, and I I, I read like an interview too where it's like you know. A lot of it was kind of improvised, but a lot of it was kind of scripted, and a lot of it was just like you know, it was setting the scene. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's a completely different um, from like the old OG mixtapes. And I think also too, like the kids have no idea. The kids were like not born when DJ Drama was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, it's but again, it's a, a subversion of. You know, just like the the trope of of, of the mixtape, and it's like taking it and interpreting it and kind of making it. Um, I wouldn't say elevating it, but like you know, again, like DJ Drama is is for the most part like a narrator, as opposed to just like just you know a DJ or like a, yeah. a MC, right? And yes. I think that's that's. That's a huge, like, huge thing. And, like, if you don't think about it, you don't even notice it. Yeah. It's, and, and also what I liked about it is the fact of where even though he's on the record and he's kind of, like, narrating it, it's just like it almost feels like it's still Tyler's fucking show. If that makes any word sense because yeah. a lot of the DJ drama tapes, he's such a big personality. It's very easy to kind of get overpowered by him. Where he's just on there and you know adding to the bars and yada yada yada. This pretty much still feels like Tyler Ship. So yeah, no, it's a great, great, great record. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a question. I have a question for you. Yeah, what do you think about the production? I thought the production was great. I thought I, I like. I don't know. I, I thought the production was great. Like I, I, I thought, um, you know, because even like. Um, I forgot what the track. Maybe it was like Lemonhead or whatever. It's like you know, like some of the samples 
were very much like, uh, oh, shit, like, this is, like, a really weird bossa nova sample, but it sets the scene. Um, was it Wilshire? There's one track where, maybe it was Wilshire, where he, it was very, basically unmastered. And there's a discussion around if it was unmastered on purpose because he had no pop filter. Huh. Which and and Insurance. people were like, was it unmastered on purpose just to be like, oh, I'm telling the story. I had to run in the booth, you know, or was it just like a oversight? I don't know. But like mm. there's, there's little things like that there. Um, and I think like when you think about production, you also have to think about like the crafting of the story. And I think this is a whole like story narrative. And I think like every track kind of like adds to that. So I think the production was flames. Yeah. Uh, what I loved is that I think track 10, Sweet, where there's like the, that blatant 90s R&B sample. Yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at Tyler expanding his little, you know, it's, it's not just new Neptune's worship. He's got other 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 tricks in the bag. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's the production. What I loved about it is the fact that everybody who was rapping on this brought their air game from yes. Lil Wayne to Uzi Vert was in, you know, Philly Uzi Vert mode. Pharrell yeah. Williams is swagging on people. It was just like everybody kind of... Young boy kinda, never broke again. Yeah, young boy never broke again in there, but in between felonies. <laughs> making guest appearances. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah, Domo Genesis, which... Uh, when was the last time he's been on a fucking Our Future Project or even on fucking... I, I think it's maybe... I'm going to say five years, six years. I'm saying probably more like ten years since I've probably heard a Domo Genesis track if I think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. I I just think right now, there's definitely a lot of underground shit. I'm definitely a fan of listening to, but I think as far as a mainstream hip hop record is concerned, like I think this is king. I can't think of anything else that came out this year that's been that exciting. And it's not even the hype; it's just you know playing it begin front to back. It's just a solid ass record. Yeah, no, definitely, and, and it's also something too that like you could tell even if you don't like it. And like I said, there's people I've talked to who don't like it. You have to appreciate the fact that he's shooting for the stars, right? Yeah. Like he's very blatantly saying, like you know, it's it's almost like he's this is even if it's not like you know Avengers Marvel movie, this is like his like comic book movie, you know, in a weird way because he's just like he's throwing out and he's creating art, and you can tell like he put time and effort and passion into it. Yeah. Um, and there's not that like there's not like hip hop is is something where you can be like Migos. And you can just like throw out tracks, right? Like you, <laughs> and you can tell like Tyler it, like put his foot into it. Um, even if you know, again, like even if you don't, if you don't like it, like he tried to do a thing. Yeah, and think, like and that that's huge. Even so, going back to your point about um, Wilshire, like that shit is long as fuck. Like that that story is a story. That it's shit story. is like. He wrote a whole screenplay. It's like he's got he's got season he got season one and two is down. He's got four episodes written. Like that's a lot happening, and he's rapping through all of it. Like like how many? There's hundreds of bars flying through that song, and you can just tell that it's it's a like I said. It, there's a certain 
it's not just like, all right, I'm going to get a thousand beats. You know, I go in my hard drive, grab the last 30 beats I made. I'll just go freestyle some shit and I'll put out an album. This is meticulously made. And also what's kind of cool about it is meticulously made, but it also sounds effortless. Like it yeah. actually sounds like a little cheesy mixtape. Like he's just like, all right, here's some tracks, yo, drama, scream over it. I'll put it out. You know, let's, let's get this popping. But yeah, no. And, and I think the last thing I like about it also was the fact of where it's interesting to see like an artist like Tyler grow in hip hop. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, because I remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of like chatter about Eminem and how Eminem sucks. And you look at Eminem where he's somebody where, you know, fantastic MC, extremely fucking like, you know, technically, technically top tier even right now. The problem with Eminem, though, is he hasn't matured as far as topics are concerned. True. He hasn't matured as far as flows and sounds are concerned. He's still kind of trapped in that, you know, 98 to 2002 bubble. And it's cool seeing that, you know, Tyler, the creator, who who definitely was Eminem disciple, kind of grow and mature and leave all that stuff home when, you know, he came out of the gate talking about fucking, you know, a lot of slurs, a lot of fuck this, a lot of fuck that, joking about rape, to here where he's having, like, you know, a discussion about, like, fucking a love triangle, where it's very mature. It's very much like, you know, I was fucking with her, we were fucking with each other, but we didn't really fuck each other because that's my man's, and even though the energy was there, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of cool seeing this kind of growth and seeing him kind of turn into a 30-year-old dude, so yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, I mean, look, we, we already talked about Tyler for 25 minutes. Didn't even get to the <laughs> visuals and, like, the whole Wes Anderson, like, uh, aesthetic. So you know? Wes Anderson. So Wes Anderson. It's like, you know, but also, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's so many layers to this. Uh, even the rollout was really cool. They had, like, the, the billboards all across the country, and you call the number, and it's like an answering machine that played, like, a snippet of the track, like... I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I think like there's so many layers to this, this, this album, and so far it's, it's up there for album of the year, like um, definitely, definitely. Um, take One notes, J Cole. J take notes. <laughs> One last comment I thought was kind of fascinating. If you think about it, last time with Igor, there was that big controversy with fucking Khaled when he was on some like, who, who are these rappers? These nerd rappers coming out here dropping records? Because remember there was a whole thing where he did oh, it yeah. number one. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating to kind of have, and I don't know if it was intentional, probably wasn't, but it's very hilarious to kind of have, like, fucking, almost have Tyler beat Khaled at his own game. Because he's got Uzi Vert. True. He's got Lil Wayne. True. He's got, you know, he's got all these, like, guest appearances here. He's got DJ Drama, so it's really a mixtape. Like, it's, 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 it's basically what Khaled has been trying to do, but just done, actually done well. <laughs> yeah, true. true. So, you know, she, Shouts to Tyler, like you know, definitely a great record, definitely a listener, long time, you know, for long time fan, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know this, this is a, uh, it's it's a good record. So you know, props to that dude. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm, it's nice to see people kind of grow within hip hop and kind of show that you know. And and, I, and like I said, I hate saying that because it sounds stereotypical, but I think a lot of mainstream rap stars, it's very much like you know, I've, I've hit, I, I'm at the top of the mountain. How do I stay? It's cool seeing somebody still experiment and and play around with what he's known for. So props to him. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What's next up? Ah, speaking, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a little a dive backwards. Speaking of rappers who kind of play it safe, Jay Z, Mr. Jiggerman, uh, 
Looks like Dame Dash was going to try to sell some NFTs. As we all know, NFTs stand for, I mean, I, I don't know, scam? <laughs> <laughs> money laundering? <laughs> Rich people playing around with money? But uh, long story short, Dame Dash is going to auction off uh, the NFT rights to Reasonable Doubt, the first Jay-Z record, the classic and long story short, got hit for decease, uh, cease and desist from Rockefeller. And also, apparently, in a cruel twist of fate, Jay-Z also quickly himself offered up his own NFT version of the album. So a lot of funny shenanigans happening in that corner of circa I, 2098 rap. You know, like, it's just funny that, like, 2021 Dame Dash is, like, circa 2000's Dame Dash. <laughs> Same Dame Dash. <laughs> Hustlers die hard. You know, Dame Dash is going to be out here hustling in the fucking senior center and shit. It's just, now it's crypto. Like, in the past, it was shady-ass contracts. <laughs> like, it's the same shady shit. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to say something. It's a rarity. It, it, ready for this? In Dame Dash's defense. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sentence you rarely hear. Because um, he's been doing the art thing for a minute, if you think about it. He had that art gallery in, like, fucking, I think it was Lower East Side of Tribeca. Like, he's he's not necessarily new to the art game, per se. I will say that, uh, you know, selling the NFT rights to the record with your estranged partner is a little shady. <laughs> Particularly since apparently you got sued quick once you put it up there. So that kind of shows you probably didn't have all the rights, so that wasn't worked out 100%. But, uh... But yeah, no, it, it's kind of fascinating. And I, don't, I can't tell to be happy where you've got these hip-hop records that kind of have this worth where, you know, it, it took completely unrelated from, you know, us hip-hop heads, where it's like, oh, yeah. and this whole other medium that's worth to this record. At the same time, like you said, uh, shady as shit. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and look, I, I do want, you know, because look, if, if people are spending dumb money, I do want it to go to black people. Yes. <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody black. You know, like, like, <laughs> you know, if people are spending this dumbass money, like, at least keep it in our community. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm really not surprised by this. Um, I, I, I guess I'm glad that Jay-Z, I guess, is doing its own NFT. Um, look, like, there's some artists who are not well-known who are making money on NFTs. Like, yes. there's just so much dumb money out there. You might as well. Um, I, I still don't get it. And even, like, I actually kind of, like, know the guy who made NFTs, um, Flex. Flex! But, um, <laughs> and he was like, yo, I created it, like, um, during a hackathon. It's not secure. It's just, like, hacked together. And now it has a life of its own. And I kind of don't know what's going on, you know. Like, you know, it's, it's it's just kind of crazy how it's all taken off. Uh, but it's also crazy that, like, it's the same music industry shit. Yeah. <laughs> music, you know, like, music mo- quote-unquote moguls want to, like, you know, take advantage of, of artists' work and, and resell it to the highest bidder. Like, that's, like, it's the same same day, different platform, basically, yeah, the, the, you know. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Well, yeah, like like I said, it's 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 interesting that uh you, you could get sued. I mean, get sued. You could get you could get sued, and you could lose your money digitally now. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. New, brave new yeah. world. Yeah, you know, like like I I don't know. Like it's I, if I had the money just to buy like the the original like 
like the NFT of an MP3 of a, a reasonable doubt. Like I, I'd rather spend that money to buy like the masters, the fucking studio tape. <laughs> you know where's that at, right? Or like <laughs> bringing it back to your Tyler point, I'll just get a nice car. Like like it, it's hard to you know it's it's hard you know I'm I'm in that you know that VIP room in the hotel. You know I've got the crystals flowing. I see that hot sexy mall in the corner. It's a little bit hard to flex the NFT. <laughs> But it's not though, fam. It's not. I, I, I look. Ain't, ain't no, not. ain't no hoe, ain't no hoe gonna sit there and fuck you because you showed him a fucking picture on a fucking dude, iPhone. Dude, it's just, it's a new world, fam. It's a yeah. new world. If yeah. it, if it wasn't a new world, <laughs> then you would like like we people would not be spending millions of dollars in NFTs. It's a new world. It's look, a new world. I, younger generation, I need you to have respect for yourselves. Don't fuck anybody off an of NFT, please. Please <laughs> make it a real life flex. Make, 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 may all your flexes be fucking tangible and in the materialist. You know, like I said, like look, I I want I want the actual like I, I guess they don't do real to real, but like the actual hard drive, <laughs> like the actual laptop, like the MacBook from night like two thousand or ninety eight or two thousand two, whatever. I want that actual thing, and I will pay a million dollars for that actual. MacBook that like you know like whoever touched right like that's that's what I find valuable but these kids man like it's all it's all fake it's all digital I, I just had know? a thought because if you think about it like as you said it's all digital right it's, and it's on a hard drive but imagine it's like actual like Rockefeller tapes like the actual reels as imagine reels. as imagine just having in this room with this light on it but you know as we all know like like that kind of tape is kind of easily flammable. So then after a while, this light catches on fire. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think they have real. I think they have, like, dats, maybe. Yeah, like, dats. You know, I, I think that's they're at dats. So that's, like, what, 2000s. So I don't think they had reels. But, you know, look, I have, like, the um, promo copy Outcast Southern Playlistic VHS video, right? Ooh. Like. I have it in my position, like, you know, but it's a tangible thing, y'all. Just like, you know, and I, I know that's going to be money. I'm sure if it was an NFT, I could have sold it for a million dollars. But, like, <laughs> it's a tangible thing. Like, <laughs> come on, y'all. Yeah, that's anyway, that's... I don't know what else to say about this. But, like I said, I'm, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. <laughs> Tame Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Once a hustler, always a hustler. Yeah, Ooh. definitely, definitely. But uh, now I guess we're going to formally move into new music. New music. Uh, the first is a group that uh, me and Stone have talked about way too much. Way and too God much. God damn it. We're gonna, you're going to hear about it again because they're just that dope. Salt returns for new record, this time entitled Nine with 10 tracks. Oh. Ooh. Of uh, Salt Goodness. I mean, uh, I guess I'll start off my person version of the review. Um, it's an interesting record. In the past, they've kind of played with different genres, where Afrobeat, almost like a dance punk, straight R&B, 60s Motown. This one is probably the most experimental record, I think. It's also interesting because there seems to be a theme there 
Um, obviously, last year was the year of unrest. You had Untitled Black Is, which you could definitely say was kind of like a concept album based around blackness and protest music. This yeah. was kind of interesting because uh, it seems to be the overarching theme is about basically like crime in London. Yeah. Uh, in a almost in a weird like, hey, shit is real out here two way. <laughs> so it was just like if you're feeling, I guess, low hood self esteem as far as your council states, I guess this record's kind of for you. Now this is that it detracts from the record from the message or the record, but it's kind of an interesting kind of take where this is kind of a little bit more ground level, a little bit more like fucking, uh, you know, just just about I won't say crime, but you know, crime and how it affects you. Uh. Nothing here really falls into a tight box. You definitely have, you know, it's definitely, in my opinion, I say rooted, rooted into the idea of, let's say, 70s experimental works like Sly and the Family Stone, Stevie Wonder, not necessarily to that level of artistry, but the idea of where, you know, we're going to have a vocal here playing, looping, somebody else doing something on the bottom, maybe certain kind of vocal ideas in the backgrounds. But it's like I said, it's, it's done... It's interesting because I think it's going to be a very divisive record because it's not as straightforward as the other stuff. And the other stuff would be like, look, here's a ballad about fucking, you know, police brutality. And that's straightforward. You know, topic is self-contained. Music is self-contained. There it is. This one definitely leaves on the experimental side and not an experimental side like we're used to kind of hearing or seeing, but just a little bit out of the box for the band. So, you know, for me, I loved it. Yeah, no, I I loved it too. I mean, it's definitely not going to be, you know. So for me, five and the un- the first untitled uh, Black Is are my two favorite albums from them. Um, five is a classic. Untitled Black Is is a classic. Everything else has kind of been not on that level, but I also have to pay the respect because it's it is enjoyable music. You know, according to Cosmo Baker, they they literally record these albums in like a weekend. You know, they still, even though I pretty much every, it's an open secret about who's behind the project, right? It's still like the fact that they haven't revealed their identities, right? Um, there's a lot of just like really interesting things that they're playing around with um, with this concept, and I'm always here for assault uh, assault album. I, I really am. Like I, I really feel like they, they're they're doing something really different, um, and experimental. I really hope they tour this album. Yes. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. You know, I really wouldn't be surprised that like, you know, if they're just like, nah, this is all you get. Like and this album's only gonna be like online for ninety nine days and then it disappears. Uh, which is really interesting. Um, they're just playing around with our expectations of what an album is. Um and yeah, I, I enjoy this album. You know, like like I said, like um, it's not as good as five. Like five, I gets instant re- replaced for me. But like London Gangs is good. You know, Bittersweets is a really cool album. I love uh, the track "You You from London," but just yes. because like <laughs> of the like the the vocal, it's almost like a vocal sample um, that goes throughout the track. And I thought it was a really interesting production. Um, yeah, I just I, I I love I love what they they do, and I feel like they kind of reinvent themselves, um, like every album, and it's just really interesting that it's like it's like Cleo Soul, uh, who's like a really I didn't realize how young like I think she's only like twenty one, wow, who or twenty one or twenty two like she does a lot of the vocals, uh, Kit Sister who's like an OG, uh, and Inflow 
right? Who's like this really interesting producer that worked with like Jungle and a lot of other like UK artists. Um, and you know, like you can hear like other artists on different tracks. I, I, I've heard like you know somebody who sounds like Pharrell and somebody who sounds like Tune Yards and like things like that uh, on other tracks. Um, but it's just really interesting to kind of see um, like their evolution. And this is like the first album too where they actually credited like you know like some of their other collaborators, right? So Lil Sims um, is credited. Yes. Like, like she's on uh, you from London, and it's really interesting too because, like, in the past, you could hear other people, and you're like, Does it that sound like Santa Gold? But like, you never got the credit, <laughs> so now it's like they're actually crediting uh, some of their collaborators, which is really interesting. So, I look, I'm always here for a salt album, I'm okay with it not being like a masterpiece, uh, or, or like you know, my favorite album because um, I know that, like, you know, the collection as a whole is really interesting. And one of my friends said it best. It's like they're dropping two albums a year, basically, for the past three years. They're dropping a whole discography (laughs) (laughs) at two and a half years, more than like, you know, any other art, like most artists do in their whole career. And even, you know, like, look, not every artist is going to drop an album that's flames. But the fact that they have so much good work in two and a half years and the fact that they're doing it in like, you know, they're recording these albums in like a week or a weekend. Um, that's incredible. That's truly incredible. So I, I will always stand. <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, so where would you put this? In the middle, the bottom? Obviously not the top. No, no. Five five is still my top album. Untitled Black is is probably like the next um, next one below that. Um, and maybe like seven would be. And then un- I would say this is above Untitled Rise. Yes. Um, maybe above seven. I just need to give a few more spins, but um, probably like in the middle, I would say. I say, I think it's for me, it's, it's similar. It's five. Was five the first record? Five was the first record. Yeah. Yeah. So it's five, black, black is, and this would be the third. I just like a lot of, and I have to give it more of a listen, but I like, like, fear. I love the way kind of fear is that those chants and then the, the, the almost like, like post-punk bass kind of comes in. It's really disordered in the background. They do yeah. a lot of interesting things here sonically. And I said, I, I like the idea of where they kind of break the mold a little bit. Like you said, is it as tight? No, but it's cool that where they could kind of come in. It's like, here's a little R&B riff. We could do some Motown vocals. Maybe we'll put a little disco beat behind it. They're still trying to push little corners of the, you know, they're still trying to, I won't say work out their sound, but they're still kind of pushing it to different directions. So yeah, so this is yeah. definitely up there for me. Like a lot, like I said, I still a lot of these. This this I think and put it this way for me as far as a listen from beginning to end, this feels more cohesive than those other records. Is it as good as Five and Black is? No, but I do think it's a little bit more cohesive than like let's say Nine. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. And who's who's next on a summer jam screen? Uh, um, well, I'll, I'll circle back. Uh, you know, Hayesco just dropped uh, an album um, called Mood Valiant. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that. You know, I've been a huge Hayes fan um, for a while. We booked him for South by Southwest uh, in 2013. Um, basically, they're just, just kind of this experimental jazz band from Australia um, who, like, kind of like, if you know, you know. Um, and I think. Like the lead singer, Night Palms, like vocals are really interesting. Plays on a lot of different things from jazz to opera, I would say, even to to like R and B. Like 
it, it's one of those you know bands and i feel like there's a lot of these bands usually mainly white <laughs> <laughs> who play with different genres but have the backbone of r&b and like that's what hiyo's is, is um and this album is really interesting i would say like choose your weapons probably my it's probably the most cohesive album from them um and but this album i think is it sounds and i think pitchfork basically said it's like it sounds less of a jam band type album and more of a cohesive sound um because i feel like there's there's i won't say there are pop hits on this album but there's just like kind of like a oh this is this has way more song structure <laughs> than t- a typical hiatus <laughs> like album you know um so i i enjoyed this album um and this is only the third one um but it, it's definitely their sound but you can kind of tell that they 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 play a lot more around they they play a lot more in the studio in quarantine um because it's a lot more polished um there's a lot more melody to it there's a lot more kind of just like um you know even even though like you know their lead single red room was just kind of like basically a jam um the rest of the album is not like that it's it's a lot more cohesive um than their previous works and i enjoyed it and and i was telling reg like before it's like i basically listened back to back started with tyler like then went to salt then went to to hiatus um in a row on friday morning like starting at 6 a.m um it's really interesting to kind of see like it's just like a blockbuster music day for me uh so it's really interesting to kind of see like um um just three different artists kind of at the top of their game um they still have the same sound as they did like a few years ago and you know and hiatus has been around now since like 2012 right so almost as long as tyler um it still had that same sound but you can tell that they're elevating it to an- another level you can tell they have the maturity the confidence um just the experience um and i think it's really interesting to see from uh hiatus so shouts to them yeah, no, it's I, I like the record a lot. If I had any minor critique, is the fact of where it's, it's going to sound really weird. I think it's almost too polished at times. That makes any mm. weird kind of sense. Because mm. like the funny thing is for me, like like Red Room is probably my favorite song of the year. Like that song, I, every time that Such song comes, in, oh, it's it's oh man, I I see I see me laying out on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Sunset's coming down. I've got a dog next to me. That, I feel like a big fluffy dog, not my dog. It's like, you know, like a, like a car commercial and shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the car commercial, Welcome to Jamaica, you know, it just has a vibe to it. And like I said, so once that single came out, it's, I, I, I was like, yes, this is, this is going to be fucking awesome. And I think the album doesn't have that many highs as that record per se, but it's also very well made. Like I said, it's just a fact of where, like I said, you could almost tell that Red Room is a little bit more of a jam. They've got that little bass line and that melody down. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that in some of the other songs, but like this is very nitpicky because it's still it's still a well-made record, probably from front end to back, probably the best record that they've done, I think, quality consistent wise. And you know, it's 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 something where I think that, like you said, it's a level up for the group because this is a group where, personally for me, it was that first record, Tomahawk. It was that first single. What was it? it was like a Japanese name? Help me. Uh, Nakamura. 
Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so that that was a big single. I remember, I remember Erica Badu at your show. She was singing it back to Napalm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like you kind of get that little vibe where it's just like, oh, this is like, you know, and not to say that they were one hit wonder, but it's, I felt like they had the highs and the lows. And I felt like with this record, it's, it's a lot more consistent throughout, even though, like I said, I wish it was a little bit, just a little bit jammier at times, a little bit more on the heavier on the, on the rhythm section, but it's still a great record. So props to them. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and uh, that's the show I need to see live because I was going to see them in 2020. Damn it! Oh yeah, no, I, I think they, hopefully they'll. I mean, <laughs> hopefully they'll be touring. You know, they're from they're from Australia, so I don't know if those Aussies want anybody. Yo, one of those American they're, cooties. they are locked down down there. They are locked down. Yeah, see, we're, this is where I start bringing out the American flag, America, and it only took us half like, a million deaths. Like they're like one one COVID case lockdown. That's like, it. It's That's crazy it. Now, so, not America. America keep it rolling. Roll yeah, over your grandmothers and grandfathers. So you know what I'm saying? It, it might be a while. It yeah. might be a while. <laughs> but if they're able to sneak out of the country, they have my my money. But that's it. That 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 ends the podcast. We'll be back next week with records we didn't have a chance to cover this week because they're way too goddamn many. Way too many records. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much music right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for my love hate relationship with Doja Cat. You know what I'm saying? It's it's been it's been an on and off. It's been a tumultuous relationship. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! You know, both of us are on the dark webs using slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Are slurs the love language of the of the deep internet? Like I guess of, of the YouTube comments. I bet you there's some somebody somewhere has fallen in love because it's like you use the N word, I use the N word too, and then that's how they fall in love, basically. <laughs> love on the Nazi web. <laughs> oh man, but she's not canceled. She's yeah, not canceled. Not canceled. Can- can- you you can't cancel pretty light skinned. We should yeah, all the, like, look at Chris Brown. Look at look at. We should we should have known this. Yo, Chris Brown won a BET award. Yeah, I'm telling you, can't it's, it's that pretty light skin is it's it's not it's not like the 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 American Express black hard fucking levels of whiteness, but it's like adjacent. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like you know it's you aren't gonna get to black you're not gonna get the VIP black car treatments, but you're definitely gonna get like you know what I'm saying a couple of points here and there. You know what I'm saying? Three yeah, percent back, two percent cash back. Oh man, uh, but yeah, I, I gotta listen to the album. Um, cause I, I I do have to say the singles have been flames, so I, I'm I'm kind of curious uh, the approach to the album. And you know, again, she's she's going. It's it's I I will say this: she's trying to go for that like Katy Perry like you know steez, but in her own way. And I gotta respect that. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, so next week we'll be touching on these subjects and other self-hating black people um where's daniel caesar at <laughs> i want to do it though that's just gonna be <laughs> and, and, and then and, gonna be like i'm on that bieber song bitch but how, but how about this they have that <laughs> my bieber song <laughs> It's like, I'm not canceled. And then they can have a Candace Owen drop in the middle. So it'll be like an R&B song where it's like a Candace Owen sample before. And they kind of come in with these like anti-black melodies in between. You know what I'm saying? I will not let my blackness define me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, I, could, oh, I, dude. I hear this, this mixtape right now forming in my head. I, I actually will, will. I would sell that as an NFT and just like get all the money. And just like donate to a HBCU. That's that's my goal. We could put Trump twenty twenty four on the fucking cover of it, and I'll be right yeah. there. We'll get a Trump, that yeah. Trump money, that Trump billionaire money. 
Yeah, let, 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 let's do that. Like, <laughs> dead ass. And on that note, we love right, y'all. y'all. Y'all stay hydrated. Y'all stay cool. Don't walk around. Don't do anything. Stay in your home. Stay in front of that dollar store air conditioner with that fan going. And that wet cold towel to ice and chill. No doubt. Until yeah. next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.